Hi, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of My Climate Diet, the podcast where I'm shedding the pounds of greenhouse gas emissions. I'm Lisa Pettibone, resident sustainability advocate and climate dieter. Because don't we need more climate dieters and fewer climate deniers? That's the world I want to live in. Today, I want to talk about Fridays for Future. No doubt you've heard of it. The movement started with 16-year-old Greta Thunberg, a Swedish high school student who started skipping class to protest for climate action in front of the Swedish parliament building. Since then, her action has led to a global movement, with protests last Friday that 350.org and The Guardian estimated about 1.5 million people in 100 countries on six continents attended. Grist calculated about 2,000 protests almost 200 in Germany and about 150 in the U.S. The movement uses the hashtags Fridays for Future and hashtag Climate Strike. It also has allies in Teachers for Future, Scientists for Future, Parents for Future, and many more. This past Friday, March 15th, I went to the protest in Berlin with my husband and invited my students as well. And today I wanted to talk about what I saw. First, the protest was huge. The Deutsche Welle estimates that there were about 25,000 protesters in Berlin in an otherwise fairly negative article. I disagree with the Deutsche Welle's analysis that many of the people were there for the ride, making it a global protest movement du jour. I have found the protest incredibly emotional and moving. I had to fight back tears multiple times, not just from the passion of the kids, but just the fact that these kids were there. Climate change is something that affects the youngest far more than the oldest. Because as the science tells us, the worst effects of climate change are coming. Yes, climate change is already here. Yes, we can see impacts every day across the globe. But to me, the most moving sentiment was a woman who was carrying her baby on the baby carrier was a sign that said, in 2050, I'm going to be 32. The idea that the people in power are robbing today's young people and those not yet born of their future, that's powerful, it's shocking, and it gives us a sense of urgency that we need to act now. It made me very glad that I was there, and at the same time, it made me feel like, even though I see myself as a sustainability activist, this isn't my movement in the sense that I'm no longer a child. I'm no longer a student. I'm now more in the role of the evil and powerful, the older generation who hasn't acted enough, rather than the young generation that's falling victim to the behaviors of those in power. So as the students chanted a number of chants that were new to me, I wondered, am I allowed? to chant along. I ended up not doing that, but I still had my poster, which was appealing enough that I had two different student groups come up and ask me about it and conduct short interviews, most likely for school projects to get them credit for skipping class on Friday. My poster, by the way, said, Lieber zombie apocalypse als Klimawandel. I'd rather be in a zombie apocalypse than climate change. Where I do agree a bit with the Deutsche Welle commentary is that the demographic dynamic at the protest was very interesting. I haven't been to many protests in my life, but I've been to a few, and this was the youngest by far. 
as I was heading to the protest site with my husband, we followed a Kita group of three, two and three-year-olds who were loaded up into a wagon by their childcare providers. These were cute little kids. They definitely made climate change feel much more urgent than a protest of adults would. What they also did was they lent a sense of amateurishness to the protest. I loved the handwritten signs, the bad spelling, the art project craftiness of the protest. It added a lightness to an issue that is otherwise very serious. The youngest kids, the babies and toddlers, they were mostly there just to observe and to be wowed by the size of the crowd and the new sights and sounds. The elementary school kids, the middle school kids, they were the ones I felt were the most into it. It was very interesting to see their level of enthusiasm, their energy. And also there was at least one child, it was very obvious that this child enjoyed blaring a giant bullhorn in solidarity with the protesters. The teenagers, the high schoolers, between the mohawks, the black dyed hair, the leather jackets, I couldn't tell if they were just feigning disinterest or if they really were just there to skip class. At any rate, I thought, even if not everyone here is 100% on board, they add to a movement that needs everyone it can get. And the last thing I noticed, there were so many zits. I have to say, as I was walking back to the U-Bahn to go back home, I thought, I am glad I'm out of high school. I'm really glad I went. So this week's climate diet action was a success. I felt like it was an important and meaningful action to lend support to this movement. And next time, I plan to not just take my husband, but to bring our son as well. So now you might be thinking, well, what does this have to do with a climate diet? And that's a legitimate point. A few months ago, when I was at the CLIP final event, the end of the Living Lab, Living Climate Neutral in Berlin, the keynote speaker was a researcher on sustainable consumption at UBA, the Umweltbundesamt, or Federal Environmental Agency. And he talked about ways that we can reduce our carbon footprint. He knew that he had about 100 people there who were interested in this stuff. And so he moved beyond the obvious things like reducing air travel, eating less meat, reusing instead of buying new. And he closed by talking about the importance, not just of our carbon footprint, but of our handprint. Moving from consumer choices to taking action as citizens. And this notion of the handprint, it really resonated with me. He talked about the handprint in terms of voting, joining an environmental group, but I also see it as running for office, going to protest actions, or even just talking to our friends and family about what's important to us. And I think this resonated to me for a couple of reasons. The first, because I see that individual climate action, it often reduces our roles to consumers. And what this does is it frees us from responsibility. It says, oh, I don't have to do that because that's the role of politicians or, oh, businessmen, they're not doing their job. I can't do anything about it. So this gives us less responsibility, but it also takes away our agency. If the politicians are the problem, we have no power 
to counteract them. And this really makes me mad whenever people say, oh, the politicians are responsible because all the people I talk to live in democracies or at least nominal democracies. So the politicians are the people we vote for. They're the people we choose to represent us. If we don't like them, we should vote them out. If we don't like our choices, we need to run ourselves. And if we think that the politicians are elected through a corrupt system, we need to fight to change that system. It's not okay to blame others. We need to be the change we want to see, and we need to find the ways that we can change the parts of the system that we think are going down on the job. Anyway, sorry. This week, as I said, I was successful. On balance, I don't think my action actively reduced my climate emissions. My husband and I took the subway to the protest, so we probably emitted a few extra kilograms of carbon dioxide. But this week I see as a bigger reduction. Like, if I started to go jogging, I'm building up muscle. So maybe I gain a few pounds in the short term, but those will hopefully burn off extra CO2 calories faster in the long run and keep me in the body politic healthy. So this is maybe more of a long-term climate diet strategy, but still one that I think is successful, one that I'm happy I tried. Next week, I want to look into electronic waste. Specifically, I want to look into what I generate, where it goes, and how I can do better. And I pledge to responsibly dispose of the bag of e-waste I've collected over the past year. It's been annoying me sitting behind my desk for over a year now, and I want to find a way to responsibly recycle it. Thanks for listening. For links and more information on Fridays for Future, as well as some of the pictures I took, go to my website, myclimatediet.org. I'd love to hear from you too, so please write me an email with your climate question or solution to lisa at climatediet.org. And support me by liking this podcast on Apple Podcasts, telling your friends, and considering starting a climate diet of your own. Because if we were all to go on a climate diet, it wouldn't be the end of the world.